This is a Rooster Teeth production. Can I, can I tell you my super lame watch the throne idea I've had for a long time? I always thought, as when I was younger, I always thought it was would be such a fucking cool thing if somebody who is a champion of like a boxing champion or like an MMA fighter champion defended their album to the entire Watch the Throne CD and then retired at the end of it. Whoa. Like every defense was a different song of Watch the Throne and Whoa. then they retired at the end. That'd be sick. That was my like fan fiction for boxing fan <laughs> that's fi- not written. Fan fiction for boxing. Uh, it's wow. essentially fan fiction for boxing. And I mean, I'm not writing it down, but it's the same idea of like as a kid being like, this is fucking, this would be cool. Imagine someone did this. Man. Hello. Hi, Gavin. <laughs> hey, what's up? Hi, Gavin? Jeff. What's up? Hey, what's up? Let's talk about music. I know. I'm listening to a lot of Vanessa Carlton recently, and there's a whole thing. Annie is just a ripoff of my Bittersweet Symphony, or at least part of it is. It's, it's odd. It's fascinating when Banes accidentally steal songs from each other. But Bittersweet Symphony is a ripoff. Sometimes they on purpose steal songs from each other. I, I present to you the entirety of Led Zeppelin. That's, <laughs> that's fair. What do you mean by my bittersweet symphony? Was is that a thing? Are you fucking with me? Are you asking about bittersweet symphony? Yeah, I feel like you could be Peter Stormaring me right now. I feel this feels very <laughs> Stormarish where no, I don't like, quite have It's like a weird instrumental version of like a Rolling Stones song that they Which recreated. also leaves the door open to be stolen from somebody else. So we might not be able to track <laughs> Didn't didn't they the origin didn't, of it? Was that the song, Bittersweet Symphony? And you'll, I'll have to apologize. I'm not, I wasn't super into that kind of music at that time, so I don't know it very well. But wasn't that the song that they ended up losing all their fucking royalties to the Rolling Stones over? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Was like, it? They didn't end up making any money off the song. Yeah. I thought it was a U2 song. Although I think at some point they, I think they gave it back to the, uh, the Verve guy. Hmm. Oh, like we don't oh, need this? Oh, they gave the royalties back a couple of years. Is that like a power cool. move? <laughs> Be like, we don't need this song. You can have it. Or like, we've made all the money on it now. And, yeah. You know, we're about to die, so feel free. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I can name three Rolling Stone songs. I'm not a big Rolling Stones guy. Well, hold on to that. And let me do <laughs> the intro. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Face Podcast. My name is Jeff Ramsey. With me always, Gavin Free, the Brit, and Andrew Panton, the Canada guy. And you are listening to episode, uh, season, uh, uh, fuck. What season? Season four, episode season four, three, episode, Christ, three or two, two episode. Well, uh, yeah, episode three, season four, episode three, well, technically two and a half. Season four, we're just gonna go with episode three. Season four, episode three, uh, overall episode eighty six, I believe. So have fun making sense of that. Why do we get introduced as Brit and Canada? person but you don't say what what you are uh i'm an american baby i'll tell you what i'll tell you why because i did the intro if you want to if i tell you what when you do the american baby do it (laughs) Uh, american baby america is default says eric (laughs) when america is default i agree with eric when you do the intro which i highly encourage you to do anytime you want done a few uh do it however the fuck you want i don't think i've ever heard i mean you say you have there's not, I don't have a memory of a Gavin intro. I'm sure it's recorded somewhere. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, Gavin. I don't think, I think you've done some outros. I don't think I've, I've ever heard you do an intro. This huh. sounds like a bet 
a bet over the past. Who's going to win and what I are bet the stakes? You Ten grand. I've done an intro. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Ten grand. Jesus well, Christ. Out the gate. I'm pretty confident. <laughs> could somebody, Nick? Could you, could you like message nah, me on don't the side? Bring Nick into this. <laughs> can, you me, can you give me like a statistics, like the odds of you're gonna cut, you're gonna cut Nick in? You're like, I'll give you a grand if you help me I'm, make this happen. <laughs> go back and edit the old episodes. Oh, there um, you go. <laughs> oh, Nick has pulled the <laughs> percentages, the demographics. Yeah, US is US is default according to this list. Uh, do you want to go through it, Gav? U- United US States, sixty-eight percent. UK. Eleven percent, Canada nine. Wow, we've got, we've got the top three. Yeah, Look at us. not bad. Representing our our respective countries. I don't. Why Canada guy? What did you say for Gavin? It felt wordy. Mine. <laughs> well, I, here's why I said. Here's what what I said. I said Canadian I called, exists. You know what? If you get Canada into second place, I'll call you a Canadian. But until then, you're just a Canada guy at nine percent. Eleven percent gets you a, a gets you the proper nomenclature. Okay. I can live with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure this out. I'm gonna somehow work the system. New Zealand, one percent. Yeah, well, I wonder who that person is. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty high. A whole percent for tiny little New Zealand. It's not even on most of the maps. Yeah, we also have one percent in Ireland. I didn't expect that. What an exciting time. <laughs> what place would you least like to visit that's on this list? Okay, least. well the list Yes. So should we Okay. Should we go through the, the so the list is United States, United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, which by the way, thanks Australia, six percent appreciate it. New Zealand, Sweden, Ireland, Netherlands, Norway, Germany. There's one place I've never been to on that list. Really? Yeah. Oh, let's guess. Uh, came up in conversation in a recent episode. Uh, there's two in my mind that are very like obviously bottom tier. <laughs> Just judging other countries. <laughs> Just by name. Just by name. I feel like my perception of Norway is that they're always <laughs> in the Olympics, but they always place like seventh. They're a oh, seventh it's a shitty place. Olympic performance. No, but like good enough to like they're there. They're on the first graphic typically, but I, I feel like I rarely see a Norway win. That is the one country I've never been to. There we go. Norway. I, I was, I was trying to figure out because I like we. I'd love to go there though. We've been to Germany together. We've been to the Netherlands together. We've been to Australia, the UK. We have been to America together. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the Mexican <laughs> restaurant conversation. That's right. <laughs> Ch- chickpeas and <laughs> chickpeas and uh, celery and the burrito. Yeah, in Norway. <laughs> yeah. I feel like of all the countries listed, <laughs> I'm most likely to get lost in the Netherlands. There's just something about the name that I don't trust myself in. I, I think if I went to the Netherlands, I wouldn't come back alive. I think I would die in the Netherlands. <laughs> From what? I don't, I don't. No, I don't know. I just I don't trust myself in the Netherlands. How are you going to die from their socialized medicine and superior health care? No, I'm sure it's a great actual great place. But there's something. System. Do you ever just like this is going to sound fucking crazy. Do you ever look at a thing? And then process a whole scenario in your head that could play out but won't. Like, I could just see, when I look at Netherlands, I process a world in which I am dead by the end of my trip. Three days <laughs> Some in. pretty severe catastrophizing. <laughs> I had that recently <laughs> with, a, with a seal. I saw a seal. I saw a photo of a seal in a hole. And you just and thought, looked, I'll lose that fight? <laughs> no, no. Well, so I asked, like, so it was this, it was like a gif of a seal, like, poking its head up and down from a hole. And it was like, oh, look at how cute this seal is. And I thought, well, if I was there, 
I would be, I respect animals. They're fucking, they're terrifying to me. I once had a panic attack with my cat. Like, you got to be aware. Animal, the fuck, <laughs> animals are a crazy thing. Um, so I was like, well, I was fucking, like, what would I have done? They're like, oh, this is cute. And my head, I'd be like, we got to fucking go. I was curious, do seals, do seals attack? Seals can attack. Seals can be fucking vicious and they're fast. They are. Apparently. Yeah, I mess with a seal. I if I would fucking run so fast and then I had this whole moment I played out this whole scenario in my head if I was in that fishing hole I would have been killed by that seal that seal would have destroyed me I would have been eaten by that <laughs> so seal. so your version of Luke Skywalker in Empire Strikes Back in the Dagobah system going through the swamp and confronting his darkest fear which is himself as Darth Vader uh, your version of that is a vacation to an aquarium in, in the Netherlands. It would be the end of me, yeah, because I know I would run away, and I guess you're not supposed to. I guess seals like to chase things, so then I could just see the seal chasing after me. It was this whole thing. I went to the bathroom, and I Googled seal teeth on my phone, and I just said, fuck that when I found, I'll post this photo. I was looking, I was like, fuck this. I'm fucking, I'm dead. I'm dead oh, if I like, encounter a seal. They got barbed teeth? Yeah, I don't want to fucking deal with that. Oh, That Lord. sounds terrible. It's just going to chase me. That's really cool. That looks like a recipe for a broken tooth. How do they hold on to that? I, Eric asked, how are they going to chase me on land? They strike me as very slippery creatures. They, they got some <laughs> movement to them. Like, you know, it's a fucking crocodile, alligator, whatever it is. They're faster than you'd think. Mm-hmm. Or a snake. You wouldn't think a snake could out. I'd like to see a seal go down your slip inside. Oh, my <laughs> Zim and Glide? <laughs> yeah. Zim and Glide, get the product. Zim and Glide, gotta, sorry. Gonna, yes. It's, it's very different from the slip inside. Zim and Glide. Um, I have a thing that I'd like to talk to you guys about. That Okay. Real fast gone. before you do that. Yeah, go ahead. Can I just say something? <laughs> sure. Go ahead. <laughs> I just want to say Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's our That's first recording since the, since the New Year, I believe. So happy it New is. Year. It, awesome. It's almost like the latest we could possibly go yeah. Yeah. to have one. Yeah, We're almost much. seven days in. Um, what was I gonna say? Fucking, I'm now I'm now on the rail. Now I'm thinking about New Year's. <laughs> you have a thing. I have a thing. About. Oh, it happened. It happened. New Year's Eve. The thing I'm gonna talk about. Ooh, I you watched Triple X. Oh, I, I wish. What a time. Oh, I should have watched all of them. There's three of them now. I could have done a whole night. It's a great trilogy, by the way. Uh, I'm gonna. Hmm, how do I want to set this up? I'm gonna post this email, and then I'll, I'll just I'll have one of you read it. Well, have you know? I'll have Gavin. I'll have you read this. I woke up on Saturday morning, <clears throat> and I had received this, and it is maybe the most I feel I have faced myself in a long okay. time. It's been a while. I'm gonna send this to you. Feel free to read it, Gavin. You'd say the I'm name of the that? person too. Is that, yeah, is that yeah. Read the, read the name of the person and read read the, the text. And do it out loud. Okay. An email from New Year's Eve from Kevin Donovan to mm -hmm. Andrew Penton. The email reads: Sure, I'd be happy to. That's the director of the tuxedo. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! That was my reaction, Gavin. Oh, no! Oh, no! I woke up, I woke up Saturday morning and looked at my phone and groggily said, Oh, no! Sure, I'd be happy to. So we have recorded, and I'm, I'm not sure if it'll be out at this time, but we did a commentary for the movie The Tuxedo because it's the movie that Gavin was most disappointed by from watching the trailer to seeing the final film. 
But if you, but you knew that, and you thought, "Hey, I'll get the director involved." Well, uh, this is <laughs> listen. There were two. You set we'll me get, up for failure. No, we'll get oh, to that. Man. So I reached out before, and uh, I didn't. I didn't expect. See, I saw this. The way I wrote the email was like, "Hey, do you have any stories or anecdotes or anything that you could share?" Because I thought it'd be funny if during the commentary track. I could be like, hey, I talked to the director. That's a weird random thing. This is something he had he had to say about it. Um that was my plan. We have since recorded that commentary. <laughs> We're not kind in a lot of different ways. Absolutely nothing personal against the guy. Just the tuxedo's not a good movie. Um <laughs> so, doubling down? Um well I'm doubling down on that. It's not a good movie. I'm not saying it's his I think fault. That's subjective. Yeah. I don't think it's his fault. I'm not saying he's at fault for it. But he's he's directed one film and it's the tuxedo. And I like I don't know his relationship. As far as I can tell, he's never talked about the tuxedo post tuxedo. So I don't know what his feelings are on it overall as an experience. And who knows? It's fucking making a good anything is really difficult. So yeah, what if he doesn't like it? Well, it could be like a Mike Judge idiocracy type thing where the studio got so or like run Ronnie Run where the studio got so involved. Like he had a brilliant Jackie Chan movie and then the studio got involved because he was a first time director and they fucking they they all like put their fingers in the pie and ended up muddying it all up so uh, that's a possibility I will say the one thing against that is I believe on his website he refers to the tuxedo as a kung fu movie classic uh, which would lead me to believe that he has his favorable opinions about okay. the film well when did um, the movie come out 2002 Maybe so. Uh, so nineteen years ago, and people are still making podcasts about it. That sounds like a classic to me, buddy. <laughs> sounds like a classic. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what if we did a commentary with him on our commentary? <laughs> We're doing a second. Well, this is let's. I got to progress this story. So I look okay. at this email, and to me, I interpret this as he has interpreted my original email as saying that like I want to interview him. Or talk to him ex more extensively. Okay. I was, I thought th this would go one of two ways: either he wouldn't reply at all, or he would reply and be like, "Oh, when we did this, like this happened, like a little story about the movie." I never considered the possibility of it being interpreted as like an interview, which I'd love to do. I would love to have an interview with Kevin Donovan, and I was hoping that that could even possibly I could come in here today and be like, "I recorded an interview with the director of the Tuxedo and talk to you guys about that." <laughs> I feel but, like we should be upfront with him. On how much we shout at his movie so he could be mean to us. That's <laughs> the dilemma, Kevin. Because I want to be kind to Kevin. Like, I have nothing against Kevin Donovan. I'm sure he's a great guy. But I would feel so disingenuous writing this, like... We'd, yeah, maintaining, we'd have to be honest. <laughs> maintaining this very kind tone, which I, I have, like, on a human level for Kev Kevin Donovan. But... At the same time, I feel like such a dickhead being like, hey, nice to meet you. Thanks for replying. We thought your movie fucking sucked. It was terrible. Um, but I'd love to talk more with you. Please. That'd be great. Like, what do I do? Like, what is... I felt so faced and like, I don't know. You faced yourself. There's no good way out of this. There's zero good way out of it. The upside, the only saving grace is that we had a great time watching it. It was. And maybe he'll be happy with that. But we did shit on it. We shot oh, on shit on a, a lot. It, it was I, a lot. I, I do like the idea of doing a director's commentary <laughs> on, on our commentary. Like I would, I like the idea of getting him involved and having him do what. I wonder what the most nested 
uh, a series of commentaries over a property is like. What if we just did a commentary? We did a commentary over our over our tuxedo commentary, and then like every two months we just do another commentary on top of that. I, I think it's really funny if we, we just end go up, forever. If we have a more extensive bonus features section for the tuxedo than the release of the tuxedo had, like what we're offering is better than the DVD final package. Um, what was in the DVD bonus stuff, Gav? Because you were a big fan of director's <laughs> commentaries and bonus features and stuff. Was yeah. it well on movies? Was it liked. during the time where they were like interactive <laughs> menu? Do you remember that? Like when DVDs were coming out, they put that as a feature: interactive menu. You could yeah. click stuff like that. Was some like people, a big. Some DVD menus would go all out. They would. They would put so much effort, and some would just be like text on a on a plain background. I have never cared about a DVD menu. We used to go out of our mind when we would make those red versus blue DVDs. They were class. Piling on extra features and Easter, Easter we had, eggs. We would, we like would have like 40 or cool. 50 Easter eggs per DVD. Just tons of shit. Yeah, you don't, you'd go to like chapter select and then like chapter five to eight and then press down and it would like take you to a secret. It's cool stuff like that. There yeah, are some that cool things. That is cool. That is awesome. I, I don't like the ones where like it would be a sequence and then they'd loop you back. Like your menu would freeze for a second and then it would restart the sequence. I don't want a freezing menu. Right. I think, I think for a first-time director who was working with a, a lot of money and some of the biggest stars in the world at the time, uh, and he he pulled it off. And and I'm just I'm just I'm disappointed in, in how hateful you both are towards this, <laughs> fan, this, this film, hateful. which I, I don't remember expressing any any discontent with at all. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I, I, I count myself a fan of Kevin Donovan. And I, I bet you ten I'm, grand you didn't. <laughs> That's the other concern with this is I don't remember specifically what we said in the commentary track. Like I can't, I don't know what I'm defending fully. Yeah, I just I, know I there's the a lot way. of it. I don't remember exactly what we said. I just know we were treating it very much like the director wasn't listening to us. Yes. <laughs> and never would. Never and would. Absolutely not that we would we would contact him and make ourselves known to him as we were doing it. Um so I was that was my dilemma. I woke up Saturday both excited that holy fuck, I can't believe Kevin Donovan actually replied. What how do I how do I reply to this? And I had the same dilemma as Gavin brought up of like I feel like if I'm just super nice, I can immediately get this done, but that feels super wrong and disingenuous. And I need to, how do I approach? How do you tell someone that the thing, the one movie they made you thought was really bad? Um, this might be one of the rare scenarios where being nice is the meanest you could be. That's yeah. a great way of looking at it. Um, so I replied. <sighs> I, I will. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> I wrote back on Monday. And then I had this realization, because it took a few days, obviously. There was some time period between when I sent it and when it arrived. I had the realization that it is so classically us that I, like, in the original email, I didn't really say anything about what our show was or, or, or what kind of the tone of it is, just that we were doing a thing with the tuxedo. And I'd love to... Did you like, tell him the name? No, I don't think I did oh. in the first email. Um, well, without a direct link, our podcast is impossible to find, so we're probably safe. Yeah, well, well, I sent that in the second email. I provided a direct link. God damn it. And God damn it. Andrew! I provided, provided a direct link, and then I had the realization that by the time he probably gets around to looking at that email, if he were to decide, like, I'm going to give this show a chance, 
The episode he would listen to is the most broken and chaotic episode. Think about the one that came out on Wednesday, this past Wednesday, the one where I tried to print the law and everything (laughs) broke down. That will be his introduction to the show. Well, apparently, according to almost every comment I saw on that episode, it's the best one we've ever done. So uh, maybe we're lucky. People fucking loved that. I, oh my Lord, I thought it was a train wreck, but. I like that we came away from that thinking we had 18 minutes of Andrew's audio. <laughs> and we, uh, Nick, how, how many minutes did we actually have? Uh, we had most of the backup, but zero of the raw recording. Right, so, so zero. So, okay. Thank you for bringing that up. Pivot away from Kevin Donovan for a moment. I meant to mention this. I forgot I did. There was a point in time in which I was back in... And I could hear you guys talking, but I couldn't talk at all. But I could hear everything you all were saying. And I I felt like there was a point in which Gavin was snitching on me for pausing my recording the previous week in a panic and then turning it back on. Yeah, I heard that. Or I caught the tail end of that. And then, (laughs) Gavin, you made a point where you were like, why didn't didn't we just pause for like three minutes, have Andrew reboot his computer, and then just get on so this would be fine? It takes like 20 minutes for my computer to reboot. But I was so annoyed with you. I was like, fucking, you don't think I'd fucking, okay, I'm going to fucking reset it and I'll reply in an hour when it turns back on. So I start holding down the power button on my computer while everything's fucking broken. And then I remembered I haven't saved that. We did two episodes. That was the second one. I did not save the recording for my first one because it takes like 10 minutes to save and we're going back to back. So I'm holding the power button and then I realized that I haven't saved my first recording. I'm going to lose it if I turn my machine off. So then I let go of the power button and I spent the next 15 minutes frantically trying to save before the chain of events realized that it, it was supposed to turn my computer off. And I was just a frantic mess behind the scenes trying to just make sure I didn't lose literally all my audio. I'd given up on that recording being useful, but I also almost punted away the perfectly fine recording for the first one we did on that day. Wait. Oh, Andrew. What? Oh, yeah. I was just reading what Nick said. I understand what he's saying. Oh, he's, yeah. Well, Nick, it was terrifying. My heart was beating fast too, Nick. Well, if your computer wasn't choking on the law, I assume it would have rebooted. Oh, it would have died so so quickly. Yeah. Saved by the law. It was. I was saved by the law. Here's what I'll say about Kevin Donovan. Uh, I I don't know how this is going to end. I assume you're not done, Andrew, with the story and that it'll probably go somewhere. But I will say, uh, and I I had a light bulb moment just now. uh, If things don't go well with Kevin Donovan, Mm -hmm. what what we will have is our first enemy of face. No. And that's I don't a want to be enemies bound with Kevin Donovan. That's a, I, don't, I don't either, but he might want to be enemies with you, uh, and there's nothing I can do about that. And, and if he's an enemy with you, then he's an enemy of us because we're a team, right? So I'm just saying, there could be like a fuck face list of face haters, and he might just be number one on it. Think of like this. The, no. <laughs> no, we're not. We're it's, not it's, no. it's bound to happen at some point. Right, I I know we I, I know you've you've already run afoul of the of the legal lawyer people by continuing to to hide on their system for a long time. I still get emails occasionally. So I, I don't I don't count them as friends of the podcast. So oh, I think they're friends. We, uh, no, I'm I'm part of I'm involved with I'm there. I'm uh, in there. I'm just comfy. Okay, are you talking I'm about the lawyers or the judges? The judges. The oh, okay. judges. Yeah. Yeah, I still get emails from HiredJudge.com. What is a judge, Gavin? But a lawyer who got a promotion. Ha, 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 ha.
Because I think we're enemies with both. I think we're also enemies with two dipshits in a lawyer. So I replied, I replied to Kevin Donovan and I, I wrote like first, the first section of it was very sweet. And I'm not going to read the email, but it was like very much like, it's so nice to hear from you. Thank you so much for getting back to us. And then the second, the Here's second the part, thing. yeah, the second part is the pivot of, uh, I just want to be upfront with you because I would feel wrong doing so otherwise. We made a fun of the tuxedo quite a bit. We made a lot of jokes. I said something like that along the lines. This is where I probably made another mistake was, uh, I, <laughs> oh, no. I was very, I was very polite. I feel like I wrote as kind of like a, Hey, we shit on this thing that you worked on as I could. <sighs> I felt like I needed to show that I was, I can't, I don't know. This is a weird, like I had to put something on the line. I had to put stakes on the line. So I was like, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to email me back here or you can text me at this number and I gave him Kevin Donovan has my personal cell phone number <laughs> so he can just text me at any point you have so many different phone numbers why did you give him your real personal one because I, 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 I don't know it just seemed like I wanted to be like listen I'm coming from a genuine place this feels so much if I was in his position I think it would feel like a trap or that is being fucked text with surely you wouldn't even bother like someone says hey we shout on your movie feel free to text me like it's a helpline like what do you what are you expecting him to no, do i don't i just like that is a personal thing that could go wrong like i felt like i was wagering something at that point like i was putting something of value on the thing you were giving something back i was you shout yeah. his movie like not hey <laughs> i i shat on your movie and I want to be friends with you to the point where I'm letting you have personal direct access to me whenever you want. <laughs> we oh shouldn't let God. you talk to people. <laughs> no, I'm great you, at talking oh with God. people. I got, I'm talking to Kevin Donovan. I'm talking to Kevin Donovan. It was a timing issue. It wasn't a talking to people issue. So between if I'm Kevin Donovan, I start a new podcast called Fuxedo, and I just shit on our podcast for an hour every week. That'd be really funny. I'd actually like that a lot. I, I still don't. You, you're acting like, oh no, look what's happened. It's unfortunate. You still reached out to him in the first place, knowing that we didn't like I did this movie. No, I did it before. I did it before what, we recorded. Before what? Before we recorded it. Yeah, but we already didn't like the movie. But you knew you didn't like it. It's like, hey, Cosmic Crisp, we love your apples. I want to talk to you. Hey, Kevin Donovan, your movie stinks. I want to talk to I you. I have more anger with Cosmic Crisp than Tuxedo, but um. The tuxedo, I was open to liking. I remember watching it as a kid and not being the biggest fan of it, but I went in hopeful that I would have a, a better experience and I'd have a, it a great time. It came up in conversation because I named it as my most disappointed I've ever. Yeah, been but I don't always. I don't agree with every fucking opinion Gavin Free has. Why am I? Why am my I? My opinion held? is is more valid or important. I'm just saying that's how it came up. That's not that's not the reason to reach out to the people who made it. Yeah, but you have ridiculous opinions about the new Matrix movie, too. So I don't know how to evaluate your movie text. Could be wrong. You don't oh, know. Oh, man. I don't so, know. Uh, did Kevin it. call or text you? I have not heard back from Kevin Donovan since I replied with my phone number. And uh, <laughs> that episode has released. You sound like a fucking stalker. That's probably yeah, why. Yeah, you should run a It's mile. like, hey, no. Kevin, let's hang out. Here's my number. Give me a call if you want to. No. Where do you live, by the way? What's your address? Would you mind if I came visited you? Do you what, what do you like for lunch? I'll bring sandwiches. No. 
It was a nicely written email. I think I don't know. Oh, I would be I'd be surprised if we hear back, but I'm hopeful. I have questions for like I genuinely have questions about that movie. I want to know why James Brown is in it. I want to know if there's a list of suit <laughs> functions that they didn't cover. Are there any edited suit scenes? What is it like working with Jackie Chan? Because like he openly hates all of his American movies. That must be a weird thing. I would want to know, because these things always happen on film sets, right? You work intensely together for months and months and months. Uh, I wonder like what lifelong friendships he he built in the process of making that film like are he and jackie chan's are he and jackie chan's close and they still send each other christmas cards you know yeah does he have jackie chan's phone number it's funny you mentioned that he filmed a commercial with jackie chan in like 2018 i want to say maybe a bit earlier so he has done a like he he didn't stop there 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 could be a do you think jackie chan remembered him oh yeah yeah i do um kevin donovan i hope i hope i get a reply back I'd love to hear from Kevin Donovan. What questions? Do you guys have any questions you would like to ask? Ask Kevin Donovan? Yeah. What did you think when you heard, when you received this initial con- email <laughs> or, or contact from Andrew? And what do you think now? You guys are going to do your own <laughs> Kevin Donovan interview about his interaction with me. Are you, Eric said, are you mad at us? <laughs> <laughs> Will, yeah, here's my, here's my question for Kevin Donovan. Will you accept my apology? <laughs> I was very excited about that. I was excited to bring that to the show. I, I wish that uh, in my head it would have been really funny if I, I had an interview with Kevin Donovan as well. But I just hope he doesn't hate us is where I currently stand with Kevin Donovan. I'm just, I'm glad you're honest with him. Well, I kind of wish you'd never... Talk to him in the first place. If yeah, I'm being truly honest. But why? <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> what do you mean why? Why? Because now we have a hate list, and he's at the top of it. No, and now not. we have a competitive podcast on the way out called the Fuxedo that's just going to shit on us <laughs> all day long. <laughs> I would genuinely love to have a talk, Kevin Donovan. I am more, as I said, I'm more upset with Cosmic Crisp than I am Kevin Kevin Donovan and Tuxedo. I think they're a bigger rival to us. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Why are you upset with Cosmic Chris? Who, by the they're, way, they're should cut us in on their apple profits because we have sold so many fucking apples for those people. Not only that, Jeff, that's why. So I'm getting, getting into it. I've been sent screenshots of fucking Cosmic Chris promoting YouTube content. Promote, they're out there promoting content and they haven't, prom- they haven't worked with us. Yeah, I mean, I, it's weird up. that you wouldn't see a tweet from Cosmic Crisp, the Apple company, saying, hey, check out f- Face. That's yeah, weird. what's more synonymous with <laughs> apples than f- face we are an apple <laughs> podcast i get you're making a joke there gavin but we have we have done more for the cosmic crisp than maybe everybody outside of those who invented it I yeah it's disagree. fine but no one's ever going to talk to us because of our stupid name that's we Be- because faced we ourselves. faced ourselves <laughs> when you talk to people maybe i'm well i'm sure i haven't when you talk to people that don't know about the podcast and like that like you're trying to bring them into the world how do you describe do you immediately feel the need to describe what the the name references i don't think i've ever told anyone about this podcast <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i have either every time as soon as i'm like the show is called face and then i'll always add it's a reference to a baseball card air <laughs> like I, I immediately go into like you have to clarify it's a great name <laughs> i've even had to do like 
little like interview bits and stuff with our marketing department about like, hey, we need a soundbite or we need a, like a little two paragraph thing about what face is about and stuff. I don't even like doing that. I'm just like, it's just a podcast about nothing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah. I don't want to. There's no way. There's no way to do it without having to start like unraveling a fucking ball of string that never ends. Sure. You know? Yeah. And so I just I prefer not to. I just say, uh, you know what? Don't listen to it. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Yeah, I would say it's like a deep lore about nothing. <laughs> deep lore about nothing. Nick said whenever my parents ask me about work, I refer to it as bleep face since they get weirded out when I say fuck. I go with F face is what I do. I, I, I bleep face is a good idea, though. Deep lore about nothing. I like that. That is good. Yeah, that's poetic, Kevin. Who wrote that for you? Was that Meg? <laughs> oh, yeah, she wrote that for me. <laughs> <laughs> What is HelloFresh? Why, with HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep, skip trips to the grocery store, and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's hashtag, the number one meal kit, exclamation point. The new year is a great time to focus on what's most important to you, whether it's saving money by ordering less takeout, learning to cook, or prioritizing your wellness. HelloFresh is here to help with the endless options to make home cooking a simple and enjoyable experience. And HelloFresh cuts back on time spent in the kitchen, so you can spend it on your other resolutions with meals ready in about 30 minutes or even less Wow, what a time saver. Plus, quick and easy meals, including a 20-minute recipe and low prep and easy cleanup options provide an even faster route to putting food on the table and then in your tummy. Don't forget dessert. Satisfy your sweet tooth with seasonal limited-time goodies like Dunkaroos cookie dough or Vanilla Delight cheesecake. So go to HelloFresh.com face16 and use code face16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash face 16. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. When it comes to thinning hair, you no longer have to choose between natural remedies and those that work. There's a holistic solution for men that promotes both healthier hair and whole body wellness without drugs or prescriptions. Did you know that there are five root causes of thinning hair? I did not. I'm learning this as I say it. Nutrafol is the hair supplement that goes beyond genetics to target stress, hormones, nutrition, metabolism, and environmental factors that may be impacting your hair. That makes sense. I uh, suffer from all of those factors. Nutrafol is clinically shown to improve hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage without compromise. 21 potent natural ingredients support sex drive, better sleep, and less stress too. In a clinical study, men showed progressive improvement in hair growth and thickness after three and six months. Nutrafol is also trusted and recommended by more than 1,500 top doctors. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code FACE to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code FACE. Double check it. I spelled it right. Guaranteed. Go to Nutrafol.com and use promo code FACE to save $15 off your first month subscription.
New year, new poo year. Toilet paper is so 2021. It is time to finally upgrade your bathroom routine with Hello Tushy bidets. So this new year, commit to better hygiene, and yes, that includes your butt too. This thing washes your bum with fresh water for a way better clean than toilet paper. You simply spray and pat dry. It attaches to your existing toilet. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you probably have at least one toilet in your home. And you don't need an electrician or a plumber to install it. It's that simple. It takes less than eight minutes and it cuts down your TP use by 80%. That saves money and paper waste. This thing's going to pay for itself in no time. Make the restroom your best room with the complete Tushy system, including the Tushy bidet attachment, ottoman, toilet brush, and Tushy stand and tissues. It's a whole Tushy universe. And we want to help you start off the new year right with a clean butt. So visit hellotushy.com slash face to get 10% off plus free shipping right now. Go ahead and tag us and at HelloTushy on social media so we can celebrate your clean butt with you. That's HelloTushy.com slash face for 10% off. Did you ever have stories as a kid? Like, as you, as you get older, you get, you get more stories. You get more things to tell, more experiences. <laughs> Do you remember, like, the first... <laughs> what? You just you described that like you're fucking Peter Molyneux. Like you're gonna sell me on a video game. Like you're on a stage and be like, you start as a child, and as you grow, you gain more stories that enrich the lore of this universe. Sorry, continue. Alright, well I forget that. That's obvious, isn't it? That's obvious. <laughs> but do you remember like the first stories you used to tell people? Like I'm not talking about like like yeah. here's what I did at school today, Mum. I'm talking about like a story that you thought was good enough to remember and tell other people. <laughs> yeah. Do you? Yeah, I, re- I remembered three that I used to, like, my three go-to stories. <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> Let's that hear I them. Thought, oh, so that I thought at the time, I thought they were absolute bangers. <laughs> 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 and I must have been, uh, what age was I? I was riding around on bikes, maybe like seven or eight. Um, one of my stories was that uh, I watched my friend ride his bike and he tried to spit at me, but it blew back in his face. I thought that was an amazing story. Uh, another one was that my friend got a football stuck in his tree. So he threw a broom up to try and get the football down and the broom got stuck. I thought that was an absolute <laughs> knee slapper. And my last story, the last ghost to story was that it was, once, <laughs> it was once so windy that it rang the doorbell. Which I still think is a, I still think that's a better of a story. <laughs> Those are bad stories. I think Those I should are good retire. Stories. I retire the first two, but I think it was it, the one. wind rang the doorbell is still a good story. I think I've told two of those two of my stories on the podcast probably. Um, one is that I tried to set up that bit where you dump water on somebody's head when they walk in a door by putting the bucket on top of the door. At, you <laughs> yeah. know. But I didn't tie it to anything, so when my mom opened the door, a full bucket of wa- metal bucket of water <laughs> hit her in the head, and I knocked her out. <laughs> and uh, there was that story I think I've told about how I, I jumped that ramp on my bike that everybody said I couldn't do, and when I landed, both of my tires popped, and there was a bunch of smoke, and I thought I had died, <laughs> and I had heard myself die, and I had to wait for the smoke to settle to realize I was still alive. Uh, and the other one that's probably my oldest story that I don't remember... <laughs> 
enough to tell it accurately is I remember playing there was a hilarious sequence of events playing a game of Uno in the first grade with my friend Scott and I remember he said I don't have any reds in a really funny way and I probably told that story till I was like 15 I wish I could remember it now <laughs> I thought that was wait, the, the, wait, the that, and I'd be he... like yeah and then Scott said I don't have any reds and I'm like laughing and people are like what the fuck okay <laughs> but you know when you're nine it's hilarious you were nine in the Andrew? first grade. Oh, I don't, how old was I in the first grade? <laughs> this is Alabama, so I might have been uh, sixteen. I don't remember. <laughs> so th- those are the first stories that you remember telling, like the ones that you would cycle around. Those are like like my bangers that I'd bring around. Yeah. Oh, and the time <clears throat> I, I there was a I used to tell these other two stories. One, uh, <laughs> I, I loved telling this story because I thought it made me sound like a badass. Uh, I was digging, my, my friend had a pile of dirt in his backyard because they were doing some landscaping, and uh, that same kid, Scott, and I were digging uh, with shovels, and I got behind him, and I wasn't paying attention, and he swung the shovel behind him and hit me in the forehead and split my forehead open, <laughs> and I was just gushing blood, and I went to his mom, and I said, I need, to, I need stitches, I need a band-aid or something, and she looked at me, and she said, I have to take care of the baby, you need to go home, and I had to ride my bike home covered in blood. And my I was a latchkey kid, so my mom was at work. So I just sat in the bathroom crying with like towels on my head <laughs> while I just fucking bled like an inch over my eyeball. And then another time, uh, the other friend we had, a kid named Casey, we were we were fucking we were at a construction site and there was a little fire there that somebody had built like at night and the kids or something and it was still going. So we put a ramp and we were jumping over it on our bikes and he hit it wrong and fell. And I thought he was going to fall into the fire, but he didn't. Instead, he fell and impaled his neck on rebar. Jesus, Jesus. Christ. Yeah. Like I'm neck. not kidding, dude. What? Yeah. Through like the side of his neck and came out the other end and he Come goes, on. Ah, what? I swear to God, I There's swear to no God. And, and he, he stood up, he like popped it off and there was like blood and I just ran him home. What? Didn't hurt him. At, I mean, it went one, it like was like the tail, like on the far right of his neck. Like if you pull your neck out, it just like pierced it right there <laughs> oh, and it bled, Christ. but it didn't hurt it. It didn't, it didn't hit anything important. It was just stitches and a terrified trip to the emergency room. And I don't think he was allowed to hang out with me after that. I think I, for some reason, got all <laughs> the blame. Got banned. He, he's like Shaun of the Dead at his own neck. Yeah, this would have been 1983, probably 1982. Yeah, oh it was God. fucking gross and scary. Yeah, that was a t- <laughs> yeah. that's horrendous. Man, that's way yeah. that's a way better story than the broom. No, I don't know. The broom's pretty good. Just how did he get I the didn't broom? Get out? Nearly enough credit for getting Casey home that day. I got in a lot of trouble, and I I fucking saved that kid. But whatever. <laughs> what about you, Andrew? I know I'm putting oh, you on the spot. Man. Yeah, no, I'm trying to Do think. I don't. I don't, well, no, I got, I'll think about this more. There are two that immediately come to mind. I remember being like, I don't know, maybe five years old. I was at my grandparents' house and my, my grandpa was talking to our neighbor, Jan. And I decided that like, oh, I, I want to get in on this conversation. I'm going to need to have a real banger of a story to like cut in and, and wow the room. And so it was like, there's like a cop show on TV. <laughs> and I walked out and I was like, I'll just make up like some story. I'll be like. I walked out and I said something like, did you just see the on the news? There's this guy who like solved crimes and he dodged like eight bullets and an like five year old brain. I was like, this is the coolest story ever. And they immediately said, oh, that must have like that. That was a show where you that that was that's not real. That's not what you just said. Didn't actually happen. And I, I just walked <laughs> away dejected. <laughs> it didn't. Oh, they play. just shut you down. They shut me down immediately. And it didn't. It, it was fair to the other story. It's not so much a story. <laughs> this is just embarrassing. 
I remember getting Xbox Live when I was like 10. And uh, as a 10-year-old playing Xbox Live, this was a time where people actually talked on Xbox Live. There were party chats. So you'd go into lobbies. And I had like my go-to move at that time because it's like 2004. Uh, and I'm a 10-year-old. I would like essentially every conversation I'd be like, so you watch Family Guy? That was like my cut-in to it. And I had, it was set up in the living room. And I joined like a lobby once. And uh, as soon as I joined, I was like, hey, and my mom from the kitchen went, so you guys watch Family Guy making fun of me. And I've ever <laughs> since that moment have a hyper awareness if I'm in a room with anybody else that I'm talking. I was it might be the most embarrassed I've ever been in my life. And to this day, I struggle with talking with somebody else in the room. Like if it's a phone call, it doesn't matter what it is because of Family Guy. And that's just burnt into my brain. So she just knew you, that you were going to say it. Oh, she knew because I said it fucking 97 times a day every time I joined a Halo lobby. So she just immediately said it and it just was deaf because I knew how lame it was even at that time. But to get called out on it. Is that why we can't do this podcast in person? Because you're still. <laughs> yes, that's the only reason. I'm starting um, to realize why you are the way that you are. Really? Was that? <laughs> what, what did you uncover from that? You got from there to the pencil. <laughs> what, what I don't know. Just people realize? just like chewing down your confidence and then you're just like overthinking stuff to the point where yeah. you're just an insane person. Well, I, okay. Makes total sense. I, I, it's funny that you say that because I, I had one of those recently. I recorded a second episode of the Q&A thing that I'm doing. And one of the questions was... What is your favorite holiday treat? And I open with, is eggnog a treat? Like, I went in on eggnog specifically, <laughs> a thing I've never had. And Eric called me out for it. And he's like, you are a psychopath. The question is, what is your favorite? Why are you talking about a thing you've never had? The reason why I did that is because that was the third version of that recording I had done. And I didn't want to answer it in the exact same way that I answered the previous recording. I didn't like how they came out the other two. So that was the third time I had answered that question. And I felt like even though nobody would hear the other two, in my head it was lame to use the same answer over and over again. So I was like, how do I switch this up a little bit? I'll make a little comment about eggnog and it just seems insane. I like the idea of like a celebrity doing interviews, but they never want to answer the same way, like on all the talk shows. <laughs> they just start telling lies and making up shit. <laughs> it's not telling lies. I was just like, you how can I? It. How no? But I, I was saying, I'm like, I never said I did. I said, is it is it considered a holiday treat? Because why never would had you it. give that answer though? Because is the thing that I was bringing up to you is the question was, what's your favorite holiday treat? And you said, is eggnog a holiday treat? I've never had it. Yeah, because it wasn't, I'm trying what's to your favorite holiday no, 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 treat no. you've never had. No, you fucking you guys are missing the thing entirely. I'd answered that two times already, and I just answered clearly like these are what I view as. Since it was my third time, I didn't want to duplicate that. So in the moment, I'm like, how can I spice this answer up a bit? I'll do a thing about eggnog. I'll talk about eggnog for like ten seconds, and then I'll get into the exact same no thing. No one I else has heard it. No I know, but that's how my brain works. I'm, I'm saying this is how Gavin's right. I'm overthinking this thing that nobody's going to hear, but I'm like, I can't all, say the same thing you've been three left times. With, you've been left with this weird level of confidence where you overthink everything and then you overcorrect and just go blasting in with all this crazy confidence in other directions. You're Nothing works about you. <laughs> That's maybe the meanest thing anyone's ever said to me. 
think it's mean. I don't think it's mean. I don't think that's mean. I think nothing works about you. I think lots works on you. It just works weirdly. Yeah, it just nothing works as you'd expect. And what it produces is actually a very nice and very funny person. But that's that's it's it's all built on what (laughs) nice unless your name is Kevin Donovan. That's uh, well, no, I was nice to Kevin Donovan. All my interactions (laughs) with him directly. I would argue that reaching out to him at all is not nice. Really? I don't view it that way. That, knowing what was coming, I do. Jeff, I like the like that bridges. man could have lived in blissful ignorance for the rest of his life, not bothering to know that the three of us hated his fucking movie. But you chose to initiate contact. You chose first contact. Nah, I, 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 I don't know. I don't see. I don't. I don't. I disagree. I respectfully disagree. I think well, there's a world in which we become great while. friends with Kevin Donovan, and none of that would have been possible without. Well, I hope so. I It'll hope be so. a hell of a recovery. They, well, imagine if Kevin Donovan directs the Child Kicker movie. You ever make that into a thing? <laughs> Best case scenario, Kevin Donovan becomes a full-time member of this podcast. I would maybe love he's to the have... piece we're missing. <laughs> Can we? I don't know. Maybe like do. Uh, I don't know. Get Kevin Donovan involved in some way. I'd love. I'd love to have Kevin Donovan. If he gets involved, I'm buying him like a hamper or something. Like we got to make some sort of nice. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I'd love to get a fruit basket of some, maybe like some nice jams. I don't know. Yeah, some cosmic question of jams. Maybe I don't know. We'll figure that. We could we'll send him a, a, We could send him an apple basket that you weave. <laughs> I don't know if that will mend without context. There's no context. A man just receives a poorly woven basket <laughs> with full of a specific apple, and he just goes, "What did I do? What if a Canadian sent me a crushed tumbleweed in the mail?" <laughs> um. So I had I had Kevin Donovan, and I had one other thing. Uh, that I wanted to to talk about that is a very funny, funny discovery. I have a new, <clears throat> I have a new nickname. I have a new nickname. Oh, that is uh, exciting. Um, somebody emailed in. <laughs> somebody emailed this to me. They were, they were looking through like just news archive stuff. You know, like they're just searching different like news clippings and whatever. And they found, <laughs> they found a news clipping of me when I'm like seven playing tennis. <gasps> You were in the news? I was in the news. I remember this happening, too. I used to do, like, tennis lessons at this place. But I was in the news. They, like, filmed it probably as, like, trying to do advertising for their tennis program that they're doing. Let is me- it Foster's sewing machine? <laughs> Are you doing is- sewing machine? It is a continuation. This is the entry point of me eventually learning the sewing machine. Let me introduce you to Andrew <gasps> Sweet <gasps> Swing Panton. <laughs> oh, my God. God, you're adorable. I was expecting some like, like distant photo of like a bunch of. They you look like the tree, and you like your freaking Roger Federer. Look at the look at the picture. The wording on it is really funny. (laughs) Of Andrew Pant keeps his eye on the ball in preparation for his return during the tennis. He does not. Your eyes are nowhere near that ball, dude. They're look. (laughs) You are spiking the lens. The phrasing of the return is like I am like this tennis prodigy that got hurt, and I'm now coming back back out of retirement. Yeah. So I um, feel so bad. I'll, I'll credit next time, next episode. I'll give proper credit to the person who found this. So the person found it, and wow. they they're like, "This is look at this ridiculous thing I found." They then <laughs> took it even further, and they made Andrew Pant and Sweet Swing rookie cards. There, are, there is this is in <gasps> existence. They went to the Tops oh website. My God, they made a collection oh. of Andrew Sweet Swing <laughs> Pant as a rookie. We need to sell those in our 
card thing someday. That's brilliant. The fact that it's taken from a black and white newspaper, clearly, mate, I ha- you could look at that and have no idea what year that was. Oh, uh, it's probably that could easily be from the forties. I guess the tennis racket style gives it away. It looks like ni- it looks like nineteen seventy five to me. It's a nineteen. I'd say ninety nine would be my guess. What what brand yeah. uh, racket are you rocking there? Oh, that's a good uh, head. Maybe is that is that the one head? of the? Yeah, I think it's. A I head. was always a, a Slazinger kind of guy. I've never heard of Slazinger. Is it head? Oh, I, it is head. Look at me. I fucking called the logo. I swing a. <laughs> I swing a babalat myself. A babalat. Oh, babalat. Although I can't play. Uh, I can't play tennis anymore right now. So, but what? Well, when I get back to it, dude, you're a cute kid. Why? Uh, t- uh, you know why I can't play a uh, uh, light uh, uh, arthritis and injuries. Um, I thought the, it was because you're training right. to throw a faster ball. I can't even get to the training yet right now because of all the other issues. <laughs> but that's okay. I don't want to talk about me and my broken old ass body. Jeff, do you remember when you committed to hitting a thousand baseball? <laughs> I, dude, the baseballs, the baseballs are in. I got to do that. What so do you mean they're in? Mallory told me the baseballs are here. But you can't do that. There's no way that you can. You, if you're not in a state in which you can't play tennis, you can't hit a thousand balls. Well, I, I can't play tennis for fun, but I can hit a thousand balls and do more damage to myself for, you know, my job. I'll do that. <laughs> That's sad. I know. <laughs> There's no way. I, I think you might die if you hit more than, I'm going to say, 115. We I put that. At your we need to. I'll get uh, Eric. Can you get that set up? Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. <sighs> God, we're uh, we're almost an hour in already. I we love that photo by. of Panton so much. That Why? is such a great photo. Why? What? It's about just it? like really. It's like a really good picture. <laughs> can we put on a shirt? I, I don't. I've never looked that cool in a still image in all my life. I don't think I look cool in that photo at all. You do. I guess you like do. I like how many. How many kids have like a properly professional action shot taken of them? That is, you know what? I will say that that photo has more of an action shot than 90% of the baseball cards we open. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Balls in frame. It is a good photo. Between that and your men in black photos, dude, oh, I, God. I, I, I can't wait to see what else you've got you're holding on to. I don't, I think those might be the greatest hits. I fell out. I remember the men in black getting that for Halloween and like running the, the suits and like having to lie that I was going to a wedding for it. That's like my main mm-hmm. memory of that. Are we going to post That's those story? Tuxedo? I hope so. What are we going to do? With th- I was trying to think there's another photo. <clears throat> I want to, I want to, I want to make posters and sell them. I want to get, I want, I want the world <laughs> to have it. It's genuinely the last time I wore a tuxedo. And I think there's only one other time and there's a photo of it somewhere that I'll try to find. It's a terrible photo. It's great. I think photo. I've only worn it twice. Tuxedo. Uh, well, does anybody have anything else they want to cover before we end? Uh, not anything that uh, I would I would say is like expansive. I have one little little thing. If Gavin or, or yeah, um, right, and this is more of a directed to the audience. So uh, I, I tried to mention this a couple episodes ago, but we, we I got distracted. But I have uh, I've been thinking a lot about. Um, well, first off, let me say I've been hanging out a lot in uh, laundromats. And I'm really into it. I'm really digging laundromats these days. Why? Uh, well, they're they're like they're they smell good first of all, and they're warm <laughs> on a cold day. Not that we have a lot of those, and uh, they're empty. And there's like a there's like a rhythmic uh, thumping and sound of all the machines going on at once. It's 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 quite. Uh, but you're not doing laundry. Corded. Uh, and I'm doing laundry. 
Are you are you are doing laundry? Yeah, no, I don't hang out at laundromats just to hang out yet, but I, I could get there. Well, you made it sound like you were because I assume you, or I assume you have a washing machine. I do, I do, but you know Henry the bulldog. Uh, you know he has he has problems with his pee pee and sometimes at night, and so he wears a diaper. Yeah. Uh, and then sometimes it doesn't get it, or sometimes he wiggles out, and sometimes the you know the sheets, the duvet, and everything get get a little Henry on them, and it's hard to wash king size duvets and dry them in my washer and dryer. So we've started going to the laundromat where you can knock it out in no time at all, like in those industrial dryers. And uh, and industrial washers. And I just quite enjoy the laundromat. So I've been thinking uh, maybe into my post-Rooster Teeth, post-podcasting career when it's time to, to settle down and retire, I don't think I'll ever want to stop working. But what I do think I want to do is open up a laundromat. I think that might be my second act is being a laundromat owner. <laughs> so I wanted to talk to the... I want to talk to the audience. If anybody out there owns a laundromat, has experience running or managing a laundromat, what was it like? Did you enjoy it? Is it as much fun as I think it would be? Is it profitable? I'd love to know. Just uh, email Andrew, and then he can filter all that to me. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just I would love to hear your laundromat feedback or your personal experiences with uh, laundromats because I'm really fucking jazzed about them right now. It's weird that that was like the one appliance that could be put in a different building and run as a business. Like you don't you don't get yeah. a business that's just like eighteen fridges and you could just keep stuff cold. <laughs> if you like want. a freeze on that, a cool <laughs> yeah. on that. Yeah, like if you can't if you have room for your own fridge, just keep your shit in a fridge mat. Yeah, or, an, or like oh, do you do you need a, you need some extra space for your casserole? Come on over to oven mat. <laughs> <laughs> you call ahead. We'll preheat it to whatever you four twenty five. It'll be waiting for you. <laughs> You just text the preheat up to the oven. <laughs> anyway, I would love to, if you've ever worked in a laundromat or, or owned one, please let, let Andrew know and he can let me know. I don't think I've ever been inside one. I, oh, I, I want to check. Maybe I'll wash some, uh, yeah, maybe a big dude. Come though. on to the laundromat with me someday. <laughs> Hang out with me at the laundromat and uh, we'll spend some <laughs> time together. It'll be fun. <laughs> I like that I started off as a, a fan of Rooster Teeth and I end up later in life doing laundry with one of the guys that started it in a laundromat. <laughs> We're just hanging out doing our laundry. That's great. I'd love to do that. Yeah, I'm looking, you know, I, I don't think I ever want to stop completely, but at some point, I don't know that I want the high stress, high pressure uh, uh, career that I've had, uh, constantly reinventing yourself and trying to be funny and create new products and all, all share all of these foibles of you know. At some point, I'm gonna be tired of that. And uh, man, yeah. laundromats smell good, and they're the perfect temperature, and they're 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 they have a nice hum. It's and and they're empty. People come in, they throw their clothes in, and they leave. That's also something I like about laundromats, or at least the laundromat I've been going to, is that there seems to be. Uh, it seems to be populated and propagated by decent human beings that understand that they're all in the same boat. You know, like I remember when I worked in a, lived in an apartment complex, I would do laundry and sometimes I'd come back and I'd be like, somebody stole my fucking pants. Somebody else out there is a 32, 29 or whatever and stole my fucking blue jeans. <laughs> that doesn't seem to happen at a laundromat. People seem to be respectful of each other's stuff. And I appreciate that too. It's like, it's like a place where decorum still exists in the world. It does seem like yeah, interesting. there's a very unique person. Well, I don't know. Like personality isn't the right word. I feel like if you discover, once you discover the laundromat, you don't go back unless you, you are in a situation which like if it makes sense to use laundromat for your lifestyle or whatever, um, it would be extremely useful. 
I wonder what the maintenance is like. Like how often you have to clean them and I mean, potentially you've got like 40 plumbing problems about to happen. I was trying to get in, get behind and kind of look at the machinations of it and stuff. And I, I, I get a sense that because these machines look old as dirt, but they still seem to be running fine. I think they're built to last. I'm sure that there's maintenance. I'm sure uh, there are problems you have to deal with. I imagine it would be quite scary. It, it would have been a quite a scary place to own in the freeze last year. But uh, I, I get the impression all the time. Yeah, I get the impression that, I mean, it basically runs itself, you know, that they're there. You just provide electricity. There's a thing you can go buy soap and shit if you need to. It's all coin operated. All you have to do is have a change machine in there. And then like, I've been in that laundromat probably four or five times over the last few, since Thanksgiving. And I've never seen anybody working there. Yeah, I was about to say, I feel like it would be great for money laundering. You don't really need a staff. It's just like a business. It's in the name. Yeah. It's a little on the nose then at that point, isn't it? It would be like obnoxious to make a laundromat your money laundering operation. You should see if you could call it money. La- oh, Eric said the same thing. Just call it money laundromat and see if it raises any eyebrows. <laughs> Woo! Well, we I wasn't sure what, what today's podcast was going to be like coming in, uh, but I quite enjoyed it. So uh, obviously this is coming out, I don't know, third week of January or something, but this is was recorded on well, it was recorded on January sixth. Uh, so uh, I liked it. It's that first time I've talked to you guys in the new year. So I just want to say I enjoyed it, and I hope you guys are having. I hope you had a good New Year's Eve, and I hope you have a good New Year. Bye. And uh, I hope you listen uh, to this podcast and all the future ones. Not you. I'm not I'm talking. To, I was talking to you. Now I'm talking to the audience. I realized yeah, I you kind of pivoted yeah. mid sentence. I pivoted like, mid sentence. <laughs> yeah, no, I pivoted mid sentence, and then I realized that's why I called it out. Okay. Uh, yeah, dumb move on my part. Uh, that's the end of this one. So uh, if you, uh, I don't know, just fucking. What's our newest merch item? Oh, did you see? There's a grown tube update. Fuck sticks, in the right? Slack. There's no, a fuck stick. There's a fuck stick update. That's interesting. Are they delayed? No, it's it's an interesting oh. update. I'd say it's a positive one. Well, tell us what it is, dude. What is it? Hold well, on. Well, I don't. Fuck. Go fucking look for it. It's, it's just it's different colors. We can talk about it. And now we can end the show and talk about business for like three minutes until Jeff goes. I gotta go. And then okay, got- face team. The grown tube situation has evolved. Oh my <laughs> god. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm just reading what it says. Right, but we yeah. don't have to. It's not for the episode. This is for us. Well, it could be. Orange it is now. Is common with 600 units. <laughs> We don't have to do what he's laying out. This is his idea for the way he's laying it out with like these colors. I like it. I like the colors. He's saying we can't do white because white is too expensive. LEDs. They don't, and it you can only get it from oh, one. You know, you know those like those like when you throw a bouncy ball and it like lights up the different colors like that mm. that magnet. Oh. I like apparently like my uncle invented. I've, I'm somehow related to the what? person that invented that what in some way. What? They're not. I don't think they're my uncle, but they're definitely in the family tree somewhere. Well, this is what second cousin. End this. End this. What is happening? We got a cliffhanger now. Hey, audience, would you? Oh, I see. Pink, yellow, green, and orange. What is your favorite color? I love orange. I like. I like orange too, but I I have the association with orange. It always makes me feel like I'm picking it because of that. (laughs) Uh. I think green's not bad. Ah, there, there's no wrong color when it comes to a fuck stick. No. Thanks for listening. I think we should wait until we can get white. I just oh. they're expensive. Yeah, and I I like I like the orange one. What mm. do you have against orange? Oh, nothing. It sounds like something. 
Just weird to see a, a color come through the logo. I think that's what's weirding me out. Is it? It's weird to see, see. face that's colored in. Huh. Uh. Hmm. Bye. Well, we'll talk to you guys later. And uh, Gavin, <laughs> next week, I want to get into why you were in such a bad mood in this podcast. Talk oh, to you later. That was it? What do you mean? Hey, guys. Minor League fan Jack here with a look at next week's episode of Face. Andrew talks old school achievement guides. Gavin destroys everything with an Apple remote. The boys talk about killing Betty White and doom Tom Hanks in the process. Jeff celebrates Zim Day. And once again, Andrew does not eat the pencil. All that and more on the next episode of Face. <laughs>